Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, hour number two here on the program. Thanks for being with us. It is six minutes past the top of the hour. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Touchdown or turnover is backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. Paul Feinbaum. Tried to take a chunk out of Tennessee yesterday on the show. Said that canceling the upcoming Army game is pathetic. He says, I think it's pathetic. First of all, whenever you play a service academy, I think it's a tribute to your institution. And it shows great respect for them. And if you don't feel confident enough to beat a program like Army, then your program's in a world of hurt. Touchdown or turnover, you 100% agree with Paul Feinbaum. I do not agree. It's a turnover for me. I just, I don't, I don't understand how Tennessee buying that army is cowardly. That, that, that doesn't make sense to me. And Paul Feinbaum is smart, very smart. I don't understand how he doesn't recognize that Getting out of this game is is smart on Tennessee's end, and the right decision, the the right move. Uh, Tennessee, I think it would be a tough game. I I would truly be nervous going into the game about playing Army uh, for the potential of a huge upset uh, because we've seen Army go on the road and take Michigan to overtime. We we've seen them drop 60, 70 points on, on a Houston team in a bowl game. We we've seen them have a tremendous amount of success over the last couple of years, and they play a, a funky system. The triple option is is funky to deal with, and it's in the the middle of the season, and that would have been sprinkled in between Florida and LSU, if I'm not mistaken. Is that Akron game in between Florida and LSU? Pittsburgh, Pitts, the uh, Pittsburgh and Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that. And this is the point that Justin brought up mm-hmm. um, when he called in yesterday about the movement of this game and buying out this game. Because you play Ball State first game of the season next year, and then you go to Pittsburgh, and then that Army game would have been the 17th. Pittsburgh on the 10th, Army 17th, and then you bring in Florida. And... Justin made a great point. You're going on the road, and then you get back late. The next week, you have to prep for Army, a totally different offensive scheme that you have to prepare for. And then the following week, after going up against a triple option, you got you to host Florida. And this was scheduled when Dave Hart was the AD. So we've been through like multiple ADs and multiple coaches since – that move was made to schedule Army. And I think Paul's playing a little TV. It, it, you know, I understand. He, he, it's, you got to have the theatrics. You're playing TV, you're playing radio, whatever. Um, I don't think it's pathetic. You, you don't have to play the Service Academy to, you know, show your respect for the Service Academy. Um, at the end of the day, you're trying to win football games and do what's best for your program. You paid them off. They'll find another game. You played Akron, and you came out only minus one hundred thousand dollars. 
considering what Tennessee's done in the past, to make a move like this and only be down $100,000 from this move because you're trying to fix a mistake that was made before, not all that terrible. But I think I think Feinbaum's just playing a little TV. I don't think it's pathetic. I did see someone on Twitter um, that felt like he was disrespectful to the service academy. I don't understand how it's disrespectful uh, to the service academy. If anything, it's a sign of respect. Tennessee he doesn't want to play them. You're, 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 yeah, you're paying them. And if, if Butch Jones was still the coach, because remember, Dave Hart – Scheduled this game, but let's say Bush Jones still the coach. Then I would like I would understand, I would understand. But Jerome Pruitt didn't want this game played, and you certainly don't want this game played if you are hypo going into your second year in a sandwich in between a pit on the road and a Florida at home. So, no, nah, man, I definitely disagree with Feinbaum there, and it is a huge turnover for me. If, huge. If if Army ran. A typical pro off pro style offense, a typical spread. Offense would Tennessee be backing out of this game? The question, the answer is no. Tennessee would not. If, if Army and, and if Army ran a, a typical system, they don't go on the road and nearly upset Michigan or or hang sixty seventy on Houston in, in a bowl game. And, and they're successful under Jeff Munkin, but uh, I, I don't know how successful because the the triple option and how unique the triple option is is what makes Jeff Munkin and Army so successful. So if, if Army did not run the triple option, Tennessee would not be backing out of, out of this football game. The schedule is hard enough. Because you, you take those, those Army players, and I, I genuinely watch Army football every weekend. Like it, It's not just a, a running joke. I, I know it is a running joke here on the show, but it's not like a, a running joke Monday through Friday and then I don't pay attention. Like I genuinely pay attention, and they have quarterbacks who are like, 5'8", and 5'9". They have itty-bitty players, which is why they are at Army. They, they are talented players, good college football players, but the reason they're at Army and not elsewhere is because they are smaller than what you see in the SEC or really Power 5 conferences mm-hmm. in general. If you put those players in a regular offense, they're not beating an SEC team at the line of scrimmage on the perimeter, at the quarterback position, at running back. The triple option is what makes them successful. If you put them in a, in a normal offense and just play regular football, even Tennessee with it being the way that it is now, beats them by double digits. It's a cupcake win. Yeah. At a place Bad. like Army, you have to do the triple option to be successful. And even that hasn't always worked for Army. He says, I don't want to see a game against Akron. It's a waste of time. I, I now I agree with that. Well, <laughs> I don't want to see a that's game. Too that's, uh, too damn, that's too damn bad. That's too damn. That's too damn bad. There's plenty of SEC games on this schedule, and then you, we play at Pittsburgh. So UT Martin, Ball State, Akron. Those those are the the games, the non conference games um, that you know you expected to win. So don't watch it. Simple, simple as that. But to but to say that, um, you know, it's disrespectful. Not playing. Eh, I don't know about that. All right, let's get to uh, Daytona. Daytona. Good morning. Morning, guys. What's up, Daytona? Uh, another day in the armpit of America. The butt crack. 
butt crack, whatever. The armpit of America is everything south of Huntsville. Well, when you get to Coleman, Decatur, Athens, Birmingham. Oh. Where, where's Pruitt from? Uh, Fort, 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 Fort Payne. Payne. Fort Payne, Turd Town, Montgomery. All, all of that is the armpit of America. So naturally, as, as you go down lower on the body, Dave Tony, you get to the butt crack. And that's what Florida is, the butt crack. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Serious thought. Okay. The reason why you guys are saying he can't call in is it because of what he said to me? Yeah. Or is it because of your roles that because of say that again, Daytona? That didn't make sense. Is it because he overstepped bounds or is it because of of you're setting the tone for your show. It's your show. Because basically what I'm saying is Honorable Swain and Honorable McKee, I am petitioning that y'all allow him to call back as early as today. I have spent way too much time. I've got a lot and I mean a lot of health issues going on. I spent way too much time letting this bother me yesterday. Got my blood pressure all high. Uh, had pains in my chest. And I'm just saying, if, if I have any input, let the man call back. I, I'm not going to respond. I don't have time for it. I don't have any desire to. Y'all's call, but I'm saying let the man call back. Well, I I, I appreciate the I, mean, I appreciate the input, Daytona, and uh, man, I hope that you that you feel better. And um, but you know, Triple O overstepped his boundaries, and the Lions suck, and he's going to. Face the punishment of overstepping those boundaries. I think he understands that. Got got a little in the moment. Uh, we were, we, you know, we were joking around, and you know, I, it wasn't it wasn't good for radio. Um, you know, it was probably a little bit overboard for radio. But I would, I wonder, and this is something I was that was told to me when I was super super young is, I'm not letting somebody I don't know bother me that much talk about somebody that 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 they don't know um so i you know i think triple o um overstepped those boundaries but i wouldn't let triple o get get to you that much dave tona you gotta you gotta shake that off my man um but yeah triple o when the lines win a game which it, it may it may it may never win a game <laughs> they may win one this week. Who knows, man? The Ravens had a big emotional win against the Chiefs. They may come back and lay it in. They may win on Sunday, and Triple O may be back on Monday. But that's 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 what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. So um, I hope you feel better, Daytona. Um, but that's that that's what's going to happen. The law has been laid. That's that is. Set in stone. Triple O, the Lions win, you can call back. And I talked to Triple O yesterday. 
So I think he understands, you know, got a little carried away. But uh, like Stokes said, like Vol Nation said, hey, man, we, we, we just have fun cut up. And, you know, just took a little step over the line. But you know, we're going to keep it moving and um, choose joy. So let's do that with our next phone call. And um, that goes to Steve in Georgia. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning, Swain. Uh, What's up? Come forth with uh, with peace and love, peace and love. Uh, wanted to uh, give you guys, and I don't want to bore you, so I won't go into detail, but in my line of business, I I have businesses or clinics that, you know, I'm responsible for a certain construction part mm-hmm. over a lot of states in the southeast. And I can tell you right now, trying to get something approved by Tennessee Department of Health. So whenever they start talking about why is construction delayed on anything, whether it be baseball, football, I have to submit now, like, the materials that my wall, um, you know, the FRP or, or whatever, the plaster, the paint, they look over everything with a fine-tooth comb, and it delays. I have a construction now that should have started two months ago, and it doesn't look like it's going to start anytime soon. So, anyway, I was listening yesterday, and I heard somebody talk about delays. And I can tell you right now, Tennessee Department of Health, they don't care about you. They don't care about your mama. <laughs> they don't care. They're going to look at everything, and they do not get in a hurry. So, yeah. I don't know if that sheds any light, but just my own personal experience in business. I can tell you right now, don't don't ever get in a hurry when you're trying to build something on campus. So, anyway, like I said, just random information, but Love I it. thought it might help to understand a little. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, does. It did yesterday, and I think it's important that you know, context uh, is presented and people share you know, things that, that help the conversation because narratives can be created, false narratives can be created, fingers can be pointed, uh, at people for the wrong reason, based on a lie. So it's important that the truth is uh, shared here, and we have different people from different walks of life, life that can provide some some context. So I appreciate you doing that, Steve. Uh, we had some people in the text box doing it yesterday as well. So thank you for that. And that's what we heard. I mean, we've heard that from from campus. Okay, what's what's the holdup? When we going to see ground being broke? When we going to start seeing some buildings go up? Some you know, some hammers out. Well, you got to get approval for that. And Tennessee just got approval for um, doing things with Neyland Stadium. And that was a long process as well. That process started well before um, plans to do anything to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So it's a process that takes time. And like Steve from Georgia just said, it takes a long time in some cases. So thank you for that, Steve. 865-255-03. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any Written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. 
Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Time for around the SEC swing event is fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Man. Tailgate nachos. House-made potato chips from scratch. Smoked pulled pork. Little queso cheese over the top with some barbecue sauce and jalapenos. It's the go-to right now, Ben. That is the go-to. I think the meatloaf is, is the go-to right now. Hey, man, it's 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 good stuff. It's great stuff as well, man. Making it, uh, putting in the muffin muffin tin, guaranteeing those edges. That's the thing about meatloaf, man. You get those edges. Woo, boy. Daddy and barbecue. All right, let's get to around the SEC. Ben, what do you have for us today? Yeah, real quick, before we get to the phone, wanted to uh, share a couple of things. Uh, LSU has a very important football game against Mississippi State this weekend. And Derek Stingley Jr. is very questionable to play against Mississippi State. Derek Stingley, LSU's best player. Uh, He suffered an injury in Wednesday's practice 
Coach O told the media on Thursday, said that uh, he re-aggravated the injury that kept him out most of, of camp, and it was a foot injury. So LSU could be down a, a key player this weekend in a key game against Mississippi State. Ben, they they got a they got an interesting five game six game stretch, man. Mm-hmm. Coach O can find himself unemployed if he's not careful mid season. You play Mississippi State this week, then you host Auburn, then you go on the road and you play Kentucky, then you host Florida, you go on the road and you play Ole Miss, and then you play. Alabama. There's a bye week in between Ole Miss and Alabama, but man, these are six losable games for LSU. They could honestly go 0 and 6 these next six games. I think at best, I think at best they go 4 and 2. 3 and 3 may be likely, but. Um, Pay close attention to what happens to LSU, man, these next six weeks. It could be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, what else you got? I'd, I'd say Mississippi State, too. Not that Mike Leach is, is on the hot seat, per se, but lost to a good Memphis team this this past weekend. But still, SEC team losing to a non-SEC team, a, a non-Power 5 team, mm-hmm. is, is always interesting. Uh, and Mike Leach... Had some interesting games to start the season, having to come back and beat Louisiana Tech, and uh, they 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 should be able to beat uh, LSU this weekend. They're they're capable of beating LSU, is is what I'm getting at. I'll be curious to see. This is interesting as it pertains to Tennessee. Uh, much was made of Mississippi State's wide receiver splits last year in year one of Mike Leach, and he's cut his his receiver splits down. I wonder if if he's just had a, a general change in philosophy or ha- has the SEC been the sole reason that he has changed his philosophy? Uh, I'd, I'd be curious to know as to why he has had his receivers cut down on the receiver splits and, and why I find that interesting is because Tennessee's receivers have huge splits, are lined up way out wide. So I, I wonder why Mike Leach made that decision if and, and how much the SEC impacted that decision to lessen the receiver splits. And then looking down the road, is that an adjustment that Hypel makes within the year or two of being in the SEC? Yep, it's all about adjustments. If Some work- people aren't a fan of the, the big receiver splits. I mean, I think, I mean, it just depends on what you're doing. I think he kind of gives gives away on what you're going to do as um, as a receiver. I mean, you're not going to run a go route with those wide splits, so it's either going to be in breaking route or you're just lining up wide to um, basically keep your DBs away from the run. So uh, I just think it gives. I think it gives it away. Is what I'm trying to say. So uh, let's 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 get to the phones and. Let's get the pepper. pepper. Is, pe- did we get that right, Pepper? Is, is it Pepper or yeah. something else? It's Pepper, like salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. All <laughs> like right. It. All right. We just, want, we just want to make sure we uh, got it right. Good morning. Yeah, you, you're good. Good morning. How y'all doing? Man, we wonderful, man. Blessed, blessed. Hope you are, too. Yeah, man. Never thought I'd be on the phone with Jason Swain. It's pretty cool, man. Hey, man, pretty that's cool. me. That's me. Just right, regular Jason. Yeah. 
I recently discovered y'all's channel and show on the, you know, early mornings, and I've been watching y'all here lately. I only got a couple things. I don't want to take much of y'all's time, but uh, like three things is what I got. Okay, go for it. Uh, number one, been a Tennessee fan my whole life. Watched you, watched all the great ones, man. Nothing in this world besides my kids and my wife mean more to me than watching Tennessee football. Mm. Uh, sometimes I let it bother me when we lose, you know. I dwell on it. And it's almost like a marriage crazy. But, anywho, I think if we go down to Florida and we just play smart, we got a chance. And I was watching a guy do a film study on Florida's defense. And they're good. We're probably not going to be able to run the ball. Everybody knows that. But if they'll do some motions and run some mesh plays, and get them guys confused, I think we got a pretty good chance. Now, the running backs got to get out of the backfield to catch the ball. We're never going to beat them if the running back does not catch the ball out of the backfield. And that's pretty much it. I just wonder what's out I, I like I like your approach there, Pepper. I agree with you in, you know, running plays that gets that Florida defense flowing uh, east to west. Because just lining up and just saying, hey, we're going to run the football, try to stop it, this is what we're going to do. I don't know if Tennessee's going to be able to do that. But the tempo, the tempo in itself, yes, it's, it can pose some problems for Florida if you pick up that first first down. you got to pick up the first first down. So the tempo can, can hurt Florida from a conditioning standpoint. The play calling within the tempo – could also affect Florida. What I mean by that is making Florida cover 53 and third yard sideline to sideline as well as 100 yards north and south by running your screens on the outside and then coming back and running the, the same play but do it in the opposite direction. So now you're making all those big old linemen flow to the right chasing the ball. Now you make them flow to the left chasing the ball, and then you come back, and if they're breathing hard, you run straight at them. Those are the games within the game that you can try to win if you are Josh Heupel and this offensive staff that I expect to see. Like, I expect anytime you're playing against a team that's physically superior than you and have more athleticism than you, to try to balance um, the advantage – you try to trick them. You try to tire them out. This is why you see the West Virginians of the world and some of the smaller schools, they don't run just you know, four threes, defensive alignments. They run you know, three, three, fives and things like that. We saw that in 2018 versus West Virginia because they're not going to line up against some of the power five teams and just say, all right, we're going we're gonna to match you player for player. No, they're going to put faster guys in areas and force you to have to think – and make mistakes, and then take advantage when you make those mistakes. And I'm sorry, I just think that's what Tennessee is going to have to do during some points of this football game. Might not have to do it for 60 minutes, but I think you're not going to be able to line up like a 90s Tennessee team or 2000s Tennessee team um, and say, yeah, we in our formation and we're going to run right. Stop it. Because we couldn't even do that. It's hard to do. And they couldn't even do that. 
because it's hard to do during those times because you got NFL players on both sides. So you got to be different. Um, you got to show some things that you to against Florida that you have not shown in the first three games. You got to be creative, and the players have to execute it. I was calling the game last night with uh, Wes and Alcoa, and it was a wonderful game, man. Last play touchdown for Alcoa, double overtime. Alcoa's down um, six points, and it's fourth down. They don't score. They lose. And quarterback rolls to the right. They leak a a player um, from the right side of the formation across the formation to the left side, and it's a throw across the field for a touchdown. Boom, the game is over. And you have to be willing to take chances like that if you are Tennessee. We saw that in 15 with the throwback to Josh Dobbs from Juwan Jennings. I think you don't have to be creative in that way. But getting the defense to flow left and right, east and west, 53 yards and a third, back and forth, get these guys breathing hard, and then try to run the football right at them. That's that's what I expect tomorrow. Whew. All right, take a breath. Who's next? Nobody. Pepper still on? Mm, he's just listening. Pepper, first-time caller, man. I love it. I love first-time callers. I love first-time callers. What's that, two today? Caleb to, to start the show? Yeah. With, with the one of the best calls of the month, of the year? And then Pepper? Who who else wants to, to be a first-time caller today? Let's, uh, let, let's rip off the, the Band-Aid. Call in. We we need we need to we need to get rid of the old callers like Volstorm and, and Dr. Vol. We need to push them out with some new callers. Yeah, man. We we all these grandfathered callers. Yeah, we we, we need to make things more equal around here. <laughs> oh man, evil says touchdown turnover. We will have two turnovers or less. On evil man, why are you gonna put me on the spot? I mean, I technically didn't have to read it because no one, no one, no one sees it. But still, man, I saw it. Yeah, but come on, I evil man, why you gonna put me on the spot like that? Yeah, I, th- I think we probably will have two turnovers. I'm saying turnover. What do you say, more or less? Excuse me, he said touchdown turnover. Uh, we will have two turnovers or less. Two turnovers or less, touchdown. Yeah, I would say touchdown too. I. I yeah, I, I would say I think touchdown. One or two. I'd, I'd be surprised with the uh, with more than two. Yeah, I mean, we've had turnover in every game, so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to sit here and say, "No, we're gonna have zero, Even though we had a couple against Bowling Green, Pittsburgh, and even Tennessee Tech. So I Tennis- just, Tennessee's not good enough on offense to to have a game without a turnover. Unfortunately, yeah, not what, right now. What's surprising though is maybe I'm wrong on this. Correct me. You but are. in, in a way, I'm glad that they've been fumbles more than interceptions because it seems like you can clean up the fumbles more so than the interceptions. Um, hey, how are you? I don't know, man. I remember, I remember that 16. Yes, let's go. We, you know, we, 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 we fumbled first game of the season. And then it's like, oh, it's just first game of the season, Happy State, you know. But that became who we were. Like, we we fumbled all the way up until – I remember we, it was an undefeated matchup between us and Texas A&M, two top ten ranked teams, and we fumbled in that game too. Like, we 
we fumbled. Fumble, fumbles are contagious. The interception, at least you get a little bit of field position if it's a long interception. I heard Stokes talking about that. Uh, Hendon's interception, I mean, that's something that can be corrected maybe more than a fumble. I mean, if a guy has bad habits of, of holding the football, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, the reason I say I, that is both, because – Both stink. Both are terrible to be they, they are. But, like, Tennessee's fumbling issue has not been a running back having the yips, not being able to, to hang on to the ball. It, it's been a miscommunication between Tyon Evans and Hendon Hooker. That's one. Hendon Hooker taking an awful shot where, to me, the biggest mistake – was him not sliding or getting out of bounds. I talked about that yesterday. Yeah, the biggest mistake is him fumbling. But that well, I'm talking about what led to the fumble. It's not like he was yeah. loose with the ball. He took a wicked shot to his knee that just naturally contorts your body to where the ball pops out. Hey, hey, it, he hit the knee. He hit the ball. But his knee almost snapped hey, in half. I am. You can be. You can be harsher than I am. I am I'm harsh. Not crucify him over just, that. Just like a coach would be in that situation. I, I get it. But like I'm harsh in the sense of slide or get out of bounds, and then you 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 avoid a a hit that could have ended your season. B a fumble. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's my thought on it. And then even like going back to the Pittsburgh game, his his fumble. Like he needs to do a better job of of holding the ball when when he's in the pocket or or play action rollout. But the tight end and Darnell Wright put him in a bad spot on the play-action rollout, and he had two guys in, in front of his face as soon as he began to, to roll out. And, again, got to hold on to the football much better. But it, but it seems like, to me, those are should be easy fixes. I, I'd rather deal with those fumbles than a running back who just can't hold on to the ball. And then and, – and what's, what's the movie where my, my guy has to run like a mile with, with – uh, it's one of my favorite the program? Movies. No. With Coach Boone. Oh, remember the Titans. Yes, and remember the Titans where uh, Petey. Petey has to run. Every time he fumbles, he has to run like a mile. And they put or like 2,000 steps or something they, like they that. They put him on defense. Yes. <laughs> like, I'd rather, I'd rather be dealing with what we've seen than that. Yeah. That's my yeah. point. All right, let's go back to the phones. We've got Hillbilly Bopper, and then we've got first-time caller, Middle Tennessee State Rick, and then Double Dipping Turkey Man. All right, so all right. So let's Hillbilly Bopper first. Hillbilly Bopper, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, Swain. Happy Friday, Ben. It is a brisk, cool Friday down here in the state of Georgia. Yes. I'm loving it. Yes, 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 man. Happy happy Friday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Good morning. Yeah, it's been a while, buddy. And uh just wanted to call in and yeah, just say, man, thanks for what you're doing. I know uh, it's been a uh, – <laughs> it's crazy to think we're already three games deep, huh? A quarter of the season's already already spoken for. Yeah, I think um, – I think, you know, as you guys were talking about the, you know, the turnovers, that's, that's key to this game every year is turnovers. We, we seem to find a way to, to either lose it or, or grasp, grasp to a, to a nice, clean, crisp win. It's not, it's not as clean as it used to be. It's not as, as deep as it used to be. It's always a close game with us in Florida. And, you know, I've, I've been, uh, Thinking about that this week and thinking about the turnover situation, you know, if we if we decide to throw the ball further and try to keep keep them on their you know on their toes and start running a hurry up offense, I think you know if we keep the tempo just straight up moving and hit our play progressions right, hit our routes right, man, we might have a shot. But you know, I I'm like uh, everybody else, you know, I go into this game with. Zero expectations right now. 
And that's just the way that I want to I want to see us control the game. I want to see us to develop plays, you know, and get it get through it. It's still we're still year one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I think we've got a lot a lot to work on, but man, things can come together. I mean, I think things come together. So, but um, yeah, no, man, appreciate appreciate everything. You guys keep up the hard work and Swain, enjoy time with your girls. I got my girls this weekend for a wedding and uh, my wife will be there, of course, but um, I got my oldest being a flower girl, first time being in a wedding. So I think she's going to enjoy her time. And I know it's, it's game day's tomorrow, but luckily it's at 7 o'clock. We'll Don't cry too much tomorrow when she's when she's laying those flowers. <laughs> no, be good, man. She's she's all she's she's awesome. She's awesome. Good soccer player. I've been coaching her soccer team for three years now, watching her grow and watch these young kids develop. It's uh, it's a great thing. But um, well, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for taking my call, Swain, and and hopefully we'll see you in Knoxville soon. That's right, my friend. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Uh, first time caller time. Let's get to Middle Tennessee State. Rick, Rick, good morning. Good morning, Jason. It's Middle Tennessee, Rick, not State. Uh, Middle Tennessee, Rick. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Hey, guys, I really appreciate y'all's show. I watch you every morning, usually on YouTube. Yes. Thank you guys do an awesome job. And it was a great picture of you and one of your daughters the other day at school, too, Flanders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was uh, lunch. That was lunch, man. Last lunch, week. Man. Yeah, yeah. Great memories that get away from you soon. Well, you know that's right, man. Uh, My oldest one don't even want me to come now. She's in middle school. Well, I, <laughs> I don't have any in school anymore, so I can vouch for all of this. Yeah, man. My, my thing, what I wanted to point out today is, I don't know if you guys have talked about it with anybody else, but we all want the loss to win, obviously, being lifetime balls. Mm-hmm. Um. If we don't win, do you guys think we cover the spread? This, I mean, this this spread is this spread is scary to me. Um, if I was a betting guy, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't bet on my team. Um, now, there was one time when someone hit, hit me up was like, "Hey, man, you think Tennessee's gonna cover?" It was a 2017 Georgia game. I was like, "Nope," and that was when all the infighting was going down. Wound up losing 41 to nothing. But uh, this game. I just this is the first SEC game for Josh Heupel. There's just so many questions. This tempo, how is it going to um, fare versus the SEC team? Um, Hendon, is he is he going to turn the ball over, or will we see more of the Dobbs type of runs? And 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 can he be an extension of the running game and be successful running the football? Uh, we have seen that. In recent years, like we, yeah, we've we've fought Florida close and, and lost in closing moments, even though we should have won. But we've also seen where like the when it rains, it pours, and the game can kind of get away from you. So uh, I really, truly do not know. I feel uncomfortable if I was betting this game on um, the Vols covering, um, I because we are thin when it comes to depth. Our offensive line right now, I think, is the weakest link of our of our team, and one play on a sack fumble can can turn this game from being a one score game to a to a two score game, a three score game. So also in Tennessee's th- favor too. Well, I just what if Tennessee comes over with a sack fumble? What what if what if the the opening snap of the game goes over the quarterback's head like it did against Georgia 
last year. What if Tennessee blocks the the, the first punt on the game after Florida goes three and out? And then what, what happens in that Georgia game Emory, after that? <laughs> this Florida team ain't that Georgia points. team. What, what, what if Emory Jones looks like he did the first two games of the season instead of against Alabama where he's throwing picks left and right and reading defenses terribly? Yeah, put that money down. Put that money down with a bunch of what ifs if you want to. That's why I, I just wouldn't touch it if I was betting. But yeah, um, my, yeah, my my thing. I'm with you, Jason. I'm I'm a little bit concerned about the offensive line. I know we're very thin there, but the ability or lack of ability to block on the last game we played is concerning going forward in the uh, SEC for me. I'm gonna get off here, guys. I got to run to work. Appreciate everything you guys do. Keep up the good work, and I'll try to call back in. Please, please do. Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Rick, thank you for the phone call. Let's get to double dipping turkey, turkey man. Hey, guys, good morning. Again, good morning. Hey, I wonder well, I didn't know if you know it or not. I was on the phone talking to, to the boy, and you come in and picked up the mic, and, and uh, so I didn't know, even know if you knew I was on the phone or not. Oh, I heard you. I was listening the whole time I was away. Okay, okay. Anyhow. I uh, got a couple questions here this morning, and, and uh, I'd like to hear you, your comments on them. Uh, one, uh, as far as a statement, I guess you call it a statement for a coach winning his first big game as a coach, uh, what, what game on our schedule do you see that that could happen? And what, what team on our schedule would consider uh, like a statement game, I guess that's how you say it. What it's called, the big game that they won, the one that uh, uh, kind of sets the tone for them. I mean, uh, a game that they won't be picked to win, but if they win, it would be a big win for Josh Heupel. Uh, that's Kentucky. I mean, I I think there's there's three that that Tennessee could win. I'm not picking. Tennessee to win the three games, but there there is a chance they can beat Florida. Not a great chance, but but there's a chance. Uh, Ole Miss again. I would not pick Tennessee to beat Ole Miss, but that Ole Miss defense is is still suspect. I know they look improved from last season, but hard not to be improved from last season's defense if if you're Ole Miss. That was historically bad. Uh, so maybe Tennessee can can go blow to blow and and maybe. Matt Corral decides to throw a pick or two, and, and who knows. So, again, not a great chance to win that game, but that, that would be one that Tennessee could win. Uh, and then I, I think Kentucky is is the other one, and that's more so just because everybody's so high on, on Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky football, unfortunately, is in a better spot right now than, than Tennessee. So I agree with Swain there. There's only, there's only two games on the schedule, Turkey Man, that I don't think Tennessee has a chance, and that's Alabama and Georgia. Well, I kind of thought Kentucky myself, and I said, well, that's sad. I was looking at the schedule, what I thought that we could win uh, and needed to win, but it's, uh, you know, we've only lost, what, two times them in 25 years, something like that. It's pretty one-sided that way. The other thing, could you explain to me, uh, I watched uh, uh, Milton, he, he, he got sacked, fumbled the ball twice in two games. But the last one, they look similar. But it didn't look like it was a big hit. It didn't look, and I was really surprised 
of, of injury. How did he injure himself? What? Uh, I, I it's just an ankle. It. He sprained his ankle. It ankle? It's an ankle. And, uh, Offensive line got okay. him blown up. Yeah, it just it just uh, it didn't it wasn't the, what the like Hooker's hit. Hooker's hit. I wondered if he'd be able to play this week. Anyhow, I get out of here. I I was wondering about that, and it's uh, it's sad that Kentucky is a big breakout game for us anymore. So, I mean, it is it is what it is. Kentucky's better. Yeah, I mean, that's Kentucky, part of it. Yeah, Kentucky's better. You know that Missouri game. You know Missouri's in the second year of Eli Drinkwitz, and they got. Drastically better after they played us at the you know beginning of the season, and no one's doing backflips if Tennessee wins that game. But it's going to be a good. It'll be a be good a nice win, win. It'll on be the a, road. Oh yeah, noon, eleven a.m. local time, and it's getting chilly. Uh, I'll be curious to hear about Tennessee's travel plans. Not that that's going to dictate whether Tennessee wins or or, or loses that game, but uh, apparently there's construction going on at the airport. In Columbia, man, get them out the SEC, man. And, and you they can't, got time for that. And you get can't them fly in. out of the SEC. The, yeah, apparently you can't fly in. So Tennessee may have to like fly into St. Louis, or, yeah. which is like two hours away. We got time for that. I'll be curious to see how that works out. We got but time for that. You get you got to deal with all that on Friday, and then turn around and play a 11 a.m. local kick that on the road. It'd be a nice win for Tennessee. Fix y'all's janky ass airport, Missouri. We got time for all that. No time. But, you know, any SEC win I think will be a solid win. Now, you play Vanderbilt, a win is a win, but no one's like, you know, doing backflips and saying, man, that was a good win. Yeah, I mean, it's Vanderbilt. Like you do after you beat Tennessee Tech. But honestly, like, Missouri, Missouri can beat you. South Carolina. South Carolina can beat you. I mean, they, they kind of held their own against Georgia a little bit early and made some, you know, some big plays through the air. If you let them do the same thing to you, uh, you can you know, be in a dogfight and possibly lose that game late. But every game is going to be a, a dogfight for Tennessee. It's just where we are, and you're number one with the roster being the way it is. I mean, they, people forget about that once the season gets here. But that's something we've talked about this summer. Um, and people just kind of just dismiss it once the seasons get here. But you can't. You can't. I mean, it's here. It only goes away when you bring in more players and better players. So um, you're dealing with a scholarship number that is less than your opponents right now. As simple as that. So we like we in the 70s. All right, let's get – go ahead. The, the next, I was just going to say the next two weeks are, are going to be so critical to, to Josh Heupel's first season. And uh, it's going to swing the offseason conversations – one way or another. For you, sure. You, you get at Missouri uh, next week, and then you come back home and play South Carolina at home. I just, man, that, that, that's going to swing the offseason conversation because that, that, that little two-week stretch there is, is going to determine whether you get the six wins and theoretically bowl eligible. Who knows if Tennessee self-imposes a bowl ban at, at some point. But to get to six wins and people feel good about Josh Heupel's first year, you've got to win those those first two games and I wanted to add a thought to what Turkey Man said about the the hits real quick it is it, it is odd and and how quirky sports can be that Joe Milton appeared to take a fairly harmless sack I mean he got hit hard on the play but you, you didn't really notice anything about him getting hit until he got up and kind of ran off the field limping and then limped to the locker room it, it looked fairly 
I mean, it, again, it, it didn't look like it was a bad hit or anything. But then Hendon Hooker takes a what looked like an awful hit to his leg, and then he just kind of gets up slow, jogs off slow, and then he's in for the r- remainder of the game until Harrison Bailey comes in. Funny how sports work sometimes. That's one way to put it. Let's get to uh, Buck Nasty. Buck Nasty, good morning. Good morning, Jason Swain and Ben McKee. Are you painting over there? You sound like Bob Ross. Oh, it's just such a beautiful morning here in West Tennessee, and it's full of just peace and joy and love. (laughs) Piss on that. Have all these new callers, do they not know it's Florida Hate Week? Do they not know how we get down on the Swain event on Florida Hate Week? (laughs) With all this, well, I hope we play hard. I hope we keep it close. Piss on that. I want to go down to Florida and unleash the bang train on Dirty Dan's old lady. I want Joe Milton to launch rockets into the student section and kill somebody. I want it just to just be a complete blowout on this side for one time, down in the swamp, kicking names and taking behind. You picking up what I'm putting down? I'm trying to. You guys all right over there? Not really. Mm. Jeez, Louise, these callers have done softened you boys up. Y'all forgot what it's like to get nasty every once in a while. That's probably why your name is, is Buck Nasty. That's exactly right. It used to be thug nasty, but I rebuked myself. Oh, my God. Split away from my old ways. But every once in a while, it flares back up. And here it is, Florida Hate Week. And we're talking about, oh, I hope we keep it close. Oh, I hope we do this piss on it. We need to go down there and just tear somebody's head off. I'm just going to remind everybody that we're still the big damn orange. And we can still win in the swamp. You boys have a good one. I'm going to get out of your hair. Oh, Buck Nasty, you ain't got no sense, Buck Nasty. But that's why we love you, my goodness. CJ Vall says, I need a drink. I need to drink a few IPAs with this guy, 100. (laughs) Louisiana Vall says, Buck Nasty got me. Vall's my fitty. Let's go drain the swamp. Go big damn orange. Evil says he can't stop laughing. Uh, Leo from Hart Valley says, how sad that Kentucky is now a statement win for a new head coach at UT. I mean, it's just reality. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it, it's, you can look at it that way, but you know, Kentucky, Kentucky's gotten better. Kentucky's gotten better. I mean, Kentucky would still be good if Tennessee was, let's say Tennessee was good right now. It just, it would still have been a good game. Just like they are with the the Kentucky Florida game. Yeah, um, those games are good because Kentucky got better. Yeah, I mean it would have been a good game, and anytime you play against a good team in the SEC and you beat them, it's a good win. And if you it's if it's a first year head coach who gets a good win, that win is normally called a statement win. So I don't get too caught up in the logo. I understand where we are as a program. But if we were in a better spot and we had a new coach because, you know, coach decided to retire or take a, you know, a, a job and we were still winning, it would just be both teams are good. And this is a statement win for the new head coach. So I, that's how I look at it, Leo. By the way, real uh, intriguing game for Missouri this weekend ahead of 
returning home to host Tennessee next weekend at Boston College tomorrow really? at noon. Get, get them out the SEC, Ben. I didn't have enough of this. <laughs> Why are they playing on the road at Boston College? Uh, did Boston College come to their house last year? I no, they didn't. They, I think they did. They didn't because it was all SEC schedule. Get them I out. I think they're scheduled to. Get them out of here. Get them out of here, man. I'm tired of Missouri. We don't go on the road and play Boston College in the SEC. We, we don't need to kick Missouri out for the same reason we don't need to kick Vanderbilt out. Get them out. We need Missouri on the schedule for basketball, football, baseball, women's basketball, soccer, everything. S- speaking of basketball, happy birthday, late birthday to Conzo Martin. He turned 50 yesterday. Hands. Listen, he's a good dude, man. I saw your boy Uros yesterday. Was he being a good teammate? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a I have was he helping oh someone across gosh. the across the street? I have a worse away game. What? I have like three, four terrible away games. Okay, this Missouri future schedule is ridiculous. They they have stupid away games on their schedule. My word, this is terrible. Next season. You might as well sit back and relax because there's a lot of them. At Middle Tennessee next year. They're playing at Middle Tennessee State next year. 2023 at Memphis. 2024. This is the, the no, this is the, the second worst, which is saying they're at UMass in 2024. They are playing at UMass in 2024. Swain, guess where they're playing in 2025? At least at UMass, you get to play in the Patriot Stadium. In 2025, guess where they're playing? Big Ben's old stomping grounds at Miami of Ohio. Missouri is playing at Miami of Ohio in 2025. In 2026, they have two road games in the non-conference. At Kansas, at Illinois. Get them out. Oh, it keeps getting worse. Okay, this has to be a typo. 27 at San Diego State. No, man. No, 29 at Northern Illinois. Oh, 2030 at North Texas. Get them. 2031 at Florida Atlantic. 2033 at San Diego State. You need to text TJ Mo right now and ask him if these are 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 real. Text TJ Mo because there's no way that they're playing at North Texas at Northern Illinois. It's embarrassing. Text text TJ Mo and say, are these future road games for y'all legitimate? That is that is that is embarrassing. That'll be shame of themselves. But we need to keep them on the schedule. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hour three is coming up. We'll go to the text box. When we come back, stay with us. <laughs> 